0: Hi, thanks for joining us for Devotionables, Brief Devotions for Busy People. My name is Gabriel. We want to look at Acts chapter 2 today and the birth of the church. First, I want to apologize, we're getting out a little later today. We had a little technical difficulties, not with the equipment, but with my brain. I forgot to take home the computer to edit the video I shot yesterday, and so we're a little late. But as I was thinking about it, I felt like it was uh, the Lord wanted me to re-record. I was a little curmudgingly talking about the birth of the church yesterday in the sense of, uh, I think I can be more encouraging. So I'm going to try to be more encouraging today. You think about the birth of the church, and it's phenomenal how it gets started. It gets started with a bang. So let's retrace where we've been. You know, we were looking at Jesus' final week, and it culminates, obviously, in the resurrection. And we saw the, the proofs and the appearances that Jesus did. He appeared for 40 days. And then he ascends into heaven, and he tells his disciples, his followers, to wait in Jerusalem, and there they will receive the Holy Spirit. So, at the day of Pentecost, about 50 days following the feast and and the events of the resurrection, Jesus sends the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and proceeds from the Son. And he comes, and it's a remarkable event. And he, he... descends and he indwells the people of God and there appears like tongues of fire on their head and they're speaking all these languages and the other people accuse them of being drunk. Peter then gets up and preaches a phenomenal sermon. It's Christ-centered, it's biblically saturated and it says this is a really a fulfillment of Joel chapter 2 and at the end of that sermon, that's what we want to look at today in chapter 2 verse 41, We see the church begins. Let's read chapter 2, verse 41. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And let's read this next paragraph, because this tells us what the early church was like. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and, and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. So, what I I want us to think about is the church, and how God has given us a great gift in the church. The church is a gift. Now, the church is a gift to the world, and it's a gift to believers. So, I want us to think about that, but before we think about that, Just think about for a moment, you know know people probably who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, and they rarely, if ever, hearken the doors of a church. And They say, well, you know, I feel God more outside. I feel God when I take a hike, when I go to the beach, when I play golf, when I wash my car, right? And praise God, I'm glad you feel God, and you commune with God in those times, but brother or sister, if this is you, I believe you are sinning against the Lord. The Lord has given you a great gift, and... The New Testament authors know nothing of a Lone Ranger Christian mentality. The expectation from the very beginning, the origins of the church, is that we would come together, that we would devote ourselves to hearing of the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God, that we would respond in heartfelt, joyous worship to the King, that we would encourage one another. And notice that word, one another. You know, in the New Testament, there are these commands, 59, to 59 times one another phrases used, that we are to encourage one another, we are to, to bear one another's burdens, right? You can't live that out on a hike by yourself with God, right? You are called to come together. The church is a gift. It's a gift to you that you might use your gifts that God has given you to serve others. It's a gift to you that... It's part of, one of the ways that God will keep you in the faith when you come together with brothers and sisters. And we can admonish one another, encourage one another, discipline one another, and um, serve one another, right? It is a gift. It's a gift to the world. Jesus said, the world will know you are my disciples by the love we have one for another. And notice, at the, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so they're seeing there's something remarkably different about this group of people, this assembly of people. There's something that's different about them. It's a witness. So the church is a gift to you, and it's a gift to the world. You think about the church as the bride of Christ. If you are married, imagine somebody said, you know, I like you, but I just don't want to spend any time with you, with your spouse. I don't want to spend any time with your spouse. Well, you would take a great offense to that. And so when we, we, either, we might not say it that harshly, but by our actions, when we kind of consider church second rate, we do the same to the Lord Jesus Christ, who bought the church with His blood. The church is a great gift. And so it's something we should prepare for. You know, you make the decision to come and participate in the church, not on Sunday morning, but throughout the week. And so you you make it the center of your home is your faith, you know? And so you prepare for it, just like you prepare for work, you prepare for school, an important meeting, you prepare for vacation, right? How many people start packing for vacation days ahead? Why would we not do even more so, prepare to come and meet with the living God, with His people, I want, to, I want to finish by reading this paragraph from this book here, Love Your Church, is by Tony Marita. We've been studying it together in our discipleship groups here at 9th and O. He says this, and It's actually dangerous for you not to assemble regularly. The corporate assembly is one of the most ways God sustains and blesses His people for long-term obedience. Think discipleship. I sometimes meet a Christian who gathers weekly and is not thriving in their faith, but I have yet to meet a Christian who does not join the gathering who is. So let's spend the rest of this chapter... Well, we don't have to read that, right? You get the point. The church is God's gift to you and to the world. I hope you'll participate and engage and love the church because you love Jesus. (music)